Hello, everyone. It's Libya and Betty today. We today it's a special episode because we have a new guest joining us. It's Leo, the OT. Because next week is the OT week, so OT is the occupational therapist, and he's our colleague. We're working every day together. Let's say hello to Leo. Hello. Hi everyone. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining、mm. us. Can you tell us a little bit about what OTs do? I looking into kids development,、uh, specifically into fine motor skills, gross、mm-hmm. motor skills, self care, and sensory preferences. We try to help them in a playful way to achieve their goals and to be able to be ready to go to school,、mm-hmm. kinder, participate in things that they really like and things that they really enjoy. So for a lot of People listening, I reckon the f- that's the first time they've heard of things like self-care or like gross motor skills, fine motor skills, and sensory preferences. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely. Self-care skills is basically things that you do in your everyday life,、mm-hmm. from dressing, meal times, toileting, getting ready to go to school. Then when we talk about fine motor skills, we usually talk about how they use their hands、mm-hmm. in a in a functional way. It could be to play to. Open different objects or manipulate objects. It could be drawing and writing, cutting.、Um, when we talk about cross motor skills, we talk about how they play in the playground, how they climb, how they ride a bike, and things that have to do with the whole body movement.、Mm-hmm. And finally, when we talk about sensory preferences, we talk about how they、uh, interpret some of the information from the environment around them. For example, some kids. React、um, to noises or to lights in different ways, and just looking at options that they can help them to participate in play activities. I, someone had once said to me when helping someone else to ex- understand what OTs do is, you think of what's the occupation of a child, and it's to do all those things yeah, and use the foot. Yeah, I think you are completely right, Betty. I think when we talk about the occupation of the child, it's mainly playing. Yeah, then help them to to play and to be to be part of this.、Um, Very important years of the life. As a speechy, I work with OT with Leo a lot,、um, and Leo, I remember when we were、uh, seeing some children,、uh, you would also ask parents about their toilet training. Is that a big part of what you do? And it's also like just to to identify if they know when when they need to go to the toilet, and then looking at the equipment if the, the toilet is the right toilet for them. Can they can they use the toilet paper、uh, and starting the process of toilet training that is so important for for starting school.、Mm. Mm. So Leo, what other areas do OTs work within? In the past, I worked for Vision Australia. Then I used to work for for organization who mainly catered for kids either have visual impairment or、mm-hmm. they're blind. Yeah. Then looking at ways they can again participate in activities daily living like. Dressing, play, and how we can get them ready to go to school. I have also been lucky enough to work in more like a physical disability、uh, mm-hmm. role, like working、yeah. with kids with cerebral palsy that they have problems using different parts of the body,、yes. and then looking at equipment from wheelchairs to shower chairs to looking at how we modify the house、mm. or looking at technology. Do you find working in North Richmond is very different from? Your previous work?、Um, yes, they, they, it is quite different in the sense that we 
cater for, for kids with a number of what we probably say more developmental difficulties. But it's, also, it's always challenging and it's always interesting to see kids that they come with different presentations or, or they need different things. Mm. Different needs. Different needs, yeah. 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 And one thing that we have done uh, at North Richmond is run a lot of groups together. Leo and I, we actually um, ran a Lego group last term. As a speechy, I was encouraging children and uh, supporting them a lot with the communication side of thing and helping them with socialization and also communication with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Helped I guess them, yeah, yeah, there is a little bit of an overlap in, on what we do. Um, but also I was primarily looking at how they use their hands, how they play with Lego, how they build, how they engage in pretend play that is so important at, at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah, and socialization, how they play with other kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had four children who have attended a six weeks Lego group. So each week their parents would bring them to the clinic and then all the parents will be present. They will see how their children interact with each other. And at the end of the session, Leo would give out something for them to work on at home for some fine motor skills. Is that right? Yeah, we have done a little bit of, of fun homework, or we call it, a little handout for, for things that they can do at home. Then is that element of that like they come on, on, on the Monday afternoon and then they have something to do until next Monday. And it's really good to see how engaged all the kids are. I think Lego is one of their favorite things. They were so excited to come each week and they would actually share about their experience with their kinder friends, which was really good to see. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have themes as well? Because I didn't attend that group, so I, I, took, I might be interested to know what themes you guys had. Yeah, so I think one of the themes we had was it was the last week and the grand final was the week coming. So the last week, the theme was actually um, AFL. So we encouraged all the kids to wear the team jersey that they root for. And when they came in, they were wearing different jersey and talking about to the the team they were rooting for and then we also used the, the Lego to create uh like AFL field which was very fun. Yeah, I think they were like equally involved the parents and the the children. That's yeah. great. And I think mm-hmm. they really enjoy Lego. I think is Lego is something that everybody loves. Every every week has a theme. Then we did for example the very hungry caterpillar. Then they they built a caterpillar. Then we have like we go on a bear hunt. Then we did different birds. Then on the yeah. AFL, we have some AFL players. They didn't look like players, but they were players. <laughs> they were so good. I was um, so impressed. <laughs> and we have, she's, she's very creative. Um, what else did we build? Uh, be, yeah, because I think the children who attended the Lego group are very young children. So we also use lots of uh, Duplo, like a bigger Legos. So yeah, we have some dinosaurs. Oh, oh yes. That's yeah, that's dinosaurs and the food. Like a couple of different des- designs. Oh, yes. I think in term four, we're going to have other group run by OT and the Speechy. And I think Betty will be one of the, the professionals running the group, the school readiness group. Betty, do you want to talk a little bit about the, your group? Sure. Yes. Uh, I'm currently running a school readiness group with another OT in our workplace. Her name's May. It's again for six weeks and it works on children's ability to prepare themselves to enter year prep next year. Yeah. And for the speech side of things, we work on 
some sharing language skills, show and tell, kind of those social communication skills that children need to be able to interact with their peers when they start school. And then we have, so we do some book reading, which has been fun. We do a craft activity relating to a theme of the week. For example, if the focus might be the sound, we might do crafting some trees and um, help them use their fine motor skills like cutting, pasting, crafting. It probably sums it up. Yeah. Now we're going to have a listen to a parent talk about how they feel their son is going preparing for school next year. My son has two older brothers already going to school and he sees them wearing their uniforms and bringing books home to read every day. He wants to be like his brothers, so he is very excited. In two weeks, he will have the school transition program and this is where he'll get to see how the school is different to kindergarten. I think he will need some time to get used to it. So we're back in the studio. Last week, I saw one of my clients who attended the first week of the school readiness group, and they were reporting that the kid really enjoyed the school readiness group, and the parents find it was very, very helpful for mm-hmm. their children to kind of learn the group rules, uh, which will definitely help them to attend school next year. They feel f- much more confident. Yeah, yeah, it was good participation from the kids. For yeah. sure, yeah. And this is the first session and the first time meeting each other. So I think that was really nice to see them fo- be able to follow the classroom routine and do that show and tell and sharing with each other. Yeah. And just managing their own belongings as well. I know that's something probably OTs work more with, but being mm-hmm. able to know where's my where's my lunchbox? Where do I need to sit? Where do I need to put my belongings? It's such a good way to for them to practice the skills that they're going to need next year when they start prep. Yeah, in a lower pressure mm. environment with, with fewer children and with more support. Since we have you here, Leo, I was thinking uh, what kind of recommendation would you give to the parents whose children are going to school next year? I guess attending the school readiness group is is, is a good starting <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, but I guess just like having that routine in place because the, the expectations are a little bit higher when they go into prep. Mm-hmm. Then it is still a play-based uh, approach, but they are expected to sit at the table, expected to participate in some craft activities, including some cutting, pasting, mm-hmm. and all the pre-writing skills and doing all yep. those lines and drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that having those, those expectations and making sure they, they can stay on task, then mm-hmm. they're going to have to complete an activity for a period of time. Yeah, it's such a good point to kind of uh, develop a new routine. I guess lots of children, when they are at the kinder or childcare, they are not so used to sit on the chair and do the activities. So mm. going to school and having to learn how to sit there for a period of time can be a challenge for some children. Um, so what kind of recommendations would you give to the parents who don't have the time to take their children to the uh, school readiness group, but want their children to learn how to sit and do the activities? I guess it's a, a gradual approach. Then maybe it's just even if they have five minutes here and there, they can sit with the child and they can practice an activity, mm-hmm. an activity that is um, very easy for them to understand where the start and the finish point of the activity is. Mm-hmm. And they know they have to stay on that task 
for a period of time. Mm. For some kids that they have a little bit of difficulty to staying on the activity, you can use timers, you can use, you know, doing an activity for the duration of a song, um, mm. or you can use different tricks. But I think it's that taking a little bit of time each day just to practice those skills. Mm. And I think another thing as well, some other things around emotional readiness, um, helping the child to like go to the actual school that they're going to next year and showing them around. And I think a lot of schools will have transition days as well where students and sometimes parents can come in and sit with their child and meet the teachers and just see what, what it's like mm. on a typical day in the classroom. That can help to reduce some of the anxiety that children might have around going to school. Also, taking them to the school is not just preparing the children for school, but also preparing the parents yeah, definitely. Uh, for the next year when how they are going to send the child to the school, what they are going to do, is there any traffic they have to be more mind of, mm-hmm. how to manage their time. It's a big process for both parents and children. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I guess from speech's point of view, we would recommend that we take the children to playgroups or other different social events for them to develop their social skills. Yes, yeah. And knowing how to ask to play with new people. And can I play with you? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Knowing exactly what to say. That that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know where to find us if you need, and we'll put some links in the resources as well to raising children. That link gives us some information about how you can support your child to start school. Thank you, Leo. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm.